All right, Darren, here we go. Episode 37 of the Always Loyal Podcast. What's coming up? Jordan Carruth, the Always Loyal Podcast, is brought to you by Stone Brewing. Coming up, Chairman of the Board, Andrew Vasiliadis, the first ever guest of the Always Loyal Podcast, makes a return visit. That's this week's episode of the Always Loyal Podcast. Stone Buena Mesa Salt and Lime Lager is brewed with real lime and a touch of sea salt. It's the perfect beer for enjoying in the summer sun. Stone Brewing, also proud to be a longtime partner of the Surfrider Foundation San Diego chapter dedicated to the protection and enjoyment of the world's oceans, waves, and beaches. That's why for every six pack of Buena Mesa Salt, Stone is donating $2 to Surfrider. You can visit find.stonebrewing.com to track down Buena Mesa near you. Do Buena. Live weather. Two matches to go, and we have locked up the number two seed out west. That is done, and that will not change no matter what happens over the course of the next two matches. We know San Diego Loyal will host a playoff game. There's an opportunity to host more than just one, depending on how things play out. But that that is something that has officially changed since the last time you and I recorded a podcast. The number two seed officially locked in. Yeah, that's great. I know last week we sort of ginned up a little bit of drama jordan what do you think is this going to come down to october 15th at sacramento can sacramento go on a little bit of a run then seemingly out of no place sacramento drops all three points to phoenix rising who who just just you know, just doesn't go away and as are a we result, sure they're still like they haven't been eliminated are you questioning the usl championship website uslchampionship.com there are some impactful Wednesday matches this week that might throw an E in front of that Phoenix name, though. As of the time of the recording, Phoenix Rising is very much still alive. I shouldn't say very much, but they are still alive. Won a couple of matches straight. But that put Loyal in a position where all it needed was a single point in its final three matches to secure the number two seed in the Western Conference. And boom, baby, oh. mission accomplished. San Diego Loyal with the draw over the weekend against Orange County Soccer Club 2-2. There's the point required, and we will see you at Torero Stadium. This is official October 23rd, 7 p.m. for the first home playoff game in club history. Sunday night, 7 p.m., Torero Stadium. What a night that's going to be the playoff matchup. Um, we know of at least one home game in the postseason. That's going to be the quarterfinal round. They could host a semifinal round, depending on what happens. And really, the Western Conference Finals could technically come to San Diego. And really, if you want to get crazy, Darren, uh, the USL Championship game um, could be right here in, in San Diego. But that is getting so far ahead of ourselves. I just want everyone to know that that's a real opportunity. This isn't something where they have a predetermined destination for your championship game. And that's where everyone goes. It's whoever has the most points is going to host that bad boy. So that is interesting. That's something to pay attention to here in the final two. Who will Loyal play in that playoff game now that we know what day it will be and at what time? The, the answer is we have no idea. It could be one of eight different teams. And that is really saying something with only two matches to go to have it be that not just wide open. We're just talking about one individual spot there, the, the seven seed. And it could be eight different teams. Are you kidding me? We'll see what happens. I don't know how you prepare for something like that. We'll, we'll ask Andrew Vasiliadis how, how he plans on preparing for something like that. But they just got to focus on themselves, I guess. Yeah, well, whoever it is, I hope they burn a ton of energy, even just getting to the seventh seed. 
in the postseason. And I uh, have a confession to make, Jordan. Many, many months ago, uh, my wife and I got invited to a Halloween party, not Halloween weekend, but the weekend earlier in Washington, D.C. We committed to going. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. October 22nd, uh, whatever. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Friends of ours have legendary Halloween parties in Washington, D.C. And we were scheduled to come back Sunday and land at like 830. I was like, yo, we got to change the flight. (laughs) We are getting back in time to go to this home playoff game so we can be there at 7 p.m. for the first ever home playoff game in Torero Stadium for San Diego Loyal. But that is absolutely true. We did make plans just many, many weeks. Because, you know, you never know. It's like months ago. Wife put something in front of you. Hey, do you want to go do such and such a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. I mean, I would have said yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a legendary party. And mm-hmm. you just, you have no way of even knowing what this is all going to look like, right? Or when it might be. I mean, it could have been a Friday. It's going to be a real quick trip. But we weren't scheduled to land until about 8.30 on Sunday night. And when I found this out before it became official that it was going to be October 23rd, 7 p.m., I was like, change we got to change. I don't care what the change fees are. <laughs> like, change we have got to be back. Well, for that match at least you're not losing hours coming back that way it actually it's at least you're Huge not to, yeah that, that's a pretty big help i'll ask you i guess later but i'm curious who this person is i i, I have one name in mind that you know in dc okay I'll, I'll ask you later there's one thing i looked up and i don't know if it means anything but i just thought it was interesting now that we're in year number three 2020 was the year we played how many games do you remember 16 16 so we played how many right now 32 32 down, two left. So exactly double what happened in 2020, right? 16 times two, 32. Is that how that we're not great at math, but I think that checks out last year. Do you remember how many games we played? Last year was 32 uh, games. That's correct. So 32. And that just happens to be the number. We're going to finish with 34 this year, but at least we have a number you can kind of, that you can follow here. Your number one loyal scored 17 goals through 16. Now, I think officially it should be higher because I think they had goals scored against Phoenix in that final game taken mm-hmm. away from them because it, it, it actually it's finalized as 3-0, even though we saw yeah. something very That was 3-1, I believe, at half. Yeah, so let's call it 20. That means they were on pace to score 40 goals through, through 32 games. And last year, they scored 51 goals, which is 11 more than 2020. This year, after 32 games, they've scored 65 goals. Wow. It's a club whose offense has continued to get better year after year. I don't think 2020 would ever have been confused with a as the benchmark for what they want to be offensively, but they have shown that they've been able to grow. And I think there's a lot of factors to that. I think players themselves have a lot to do with that, but I, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit as well. It's, it's an offense that started pacing around 40 last year, move up to 51. Now you're in the mid sixties. Like that's, that's saying something. Yeah, I mean, that's saying a ton, like you said. I mean, that's multiple goals per match. And Landon has said this pretty consistently since year number one. Yeah, there's many different ways to win a soccer match. But the way that he wanted San Diego Loyal to win its soccer matches was to go out there and be entertaining. Now, I get it. We can all talk about, well, winning is entertaining. You could just play counterattacking and just try to clip a goal at some point, all that sort of stuff. Everybody, you know, has a, I don't know, a certain special coach in mind when they think about that. But he always made that very clear. This is what he wanted his club to look like. This is what he wanted it to be. He wanted it to be a club that was sort of high-flying and exciting. He always said fans pay a ton of money. They live in San Diego. It's not an inexpensive place. So if they're spending their hard-earned money to come out there and watch us, we want to make sure that we deliver and put a great product out there on the field. And it feels like you're number three, Jordan, 
It's exactly what he got. It's exactly what he was striving for. It's exactly how he wanted to build it. And to your point now, we have seen this. Um, and we certainly see it much differently than it was the first couple of years. Yeah, year three feels different. It's felt different since the the start of the season. It's kind of played out differently than what we've seen over the first two years. Uh, I think a lot of what we want to talk to with Andrew Vasiliadis about is why. Like, why is this so different? Why has the team improved so much? What What are the reasons? Where are we headed next? How do you continue to improve? We're going to talk about a lot with Andrew Vasiliadis from the final two games, playoff games. We'll talk about Landon Donovan, his future. Uh, we'll talk about the club's future in San Diego, what that looks like. We're going to talk about a lot. So Andrew Vasiliadis joins the Always Loyal podcast after this. San Diego Community Power is a not-for-profit public agency committed to providing clean, renewable energy at competitive rates and investing in innovative programs that benefit our communities. You can visit sdcommunitypower.org to learn more about cleaner energy choices. Hi, Jordan. Here he is, the chairman of San Diego Loyal, our very first guest ever on the Always Loyal podcast. Took us a little while to get him back. Two matches remaining of the 2022 season. Final home regular season match. Coming up October 9th. Looking forward to that against New Mexico United. Andrew Vasiliadis, welcome back. Ah, uh, thank you for having me. First returner. Do I get that title as well? I think Landon beat you there. Uh, I think Landon's been on twice. So yeah, he's he got you guy. just by like two weeks, though. Just like by <laughs> two weeks. So it just sort of happened. This is why Darren's the pro. I was just about to be like, Yeah, you are. You're absolutely <laughs> the pro. I was you- worried that was gonna be the answer. I'm well, man. It's it, this this is the first time I'll be able to say I'm going to go into these last two, two matches with little to no anxiety. Like we have locked up the second place, uh, and that is just so incredibly special. The work that the team has put in, the work that the front office has put in to sell out this last home game, uh, it's all been phenomenal. So I'm in a happy place. Andrew, I got to ask, what's it like for you? You know, Jordan and I have been around it a lot, obviously, over the three years of club existence. And it feels so much longer than that, right? Like talking to you guys all before it had a name, talking about it before you guys had headquarters, right? So much has happened. And then you remind yourself, man, it's only been three years and you guys are still checking boxes, doing things for the very first time. Home playoff game, two seed here, potentially two home playoff games should you guys advance after the first weekend. What's it like for you as somebody who's you know, neck deep in this still to be checking those boxes, doing things for the very first time with the club? Ah, man, it's, it's tough to step away and recognize at times. Um, I enjoy the opportunities for us to celebrate on social media because you get to realize in those moments when you see it posted, like, oh, man, two seed, home playoff game. Like, those are all realities. And I think what's most enjoyable for me personally is we set these things on a chalkboard at the beginning of the season, host a home playoff game, you know, lock up a second home playoff game if you can, right? We actually have on there, host the Western Conference final, right? So that one still needs to be checked. But to set goals and to hit them, um, it's been great. It's been great. That chalkboard still exists? Uh, I think it's a PDF now, but yeah. But yeah, but you still have, box, you still have boxes no, actually, to check off. I'll, I'll, give you, really cool. I'll, give you, I'll give you something here. Ricardo and I have a, a Thursday meeting and he starts with the same exact slide. And when I saw it for the first time and he told me, Andrew, you're going to see this every time we meet, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to be tired of this after the third time seeing it. And on there is season ticket average for every game, 
Western Conference uh, Final, and we're doing it. And I'm so proud now that we are repetitive with it. We make it known every day what our goals are here, and it's known throughout the organization. Um, and now we're doing it, so it's 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 worth it. Uh, that's a really cool answer. That's awesome. That that's how it started, and it seems to it seems to be kind of playing out that way so far. What is on the line for you guys in the in the final two matches? I know you're locked up with the two seed, um, but what what can we accomplish here in the final two? Yeah, so this is something I just learned this week. Um, when we get to the final, if we were to get to the final, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've got some games to win in between there. But if you were to get to the final, I thought it was the higher seed that hosts the final. It is not. You can be the lower seed. It's whoever has more points. So there is an opportunity to secure six more points in these next two games. So we need to keep the eye there. But I would also like to see the ability to maybe rotate some players, maybe see a goalkeeper we haven't seen yet. Um, there's plenty of opportunities in these last few matches to get ready for what is in front of us. Okay, you hit on multiple questions I had, <laughs> Durant Furry being one of them. So there's only two teams out east that have more points than San Diego right now. So there, there actually is. I mean, there are upsets that happen in the postseason. So it would not yes. be a shock if like a three or a four or a five seed made it all and, the way and, to the final. So is that something you guys need to worry about? I don't say worry. Paying attention to absolutely. I think it was even our, our social media account on Twitter uh, recognized the fact that Memphis stumbled a little bit and lost this past weekend. Um, so people are paying attention to what's going on over there. Uh, but we've got so much business in front of us that we need to take care of the first playoff game. <laughs> Obviously, Andrew, it's been a different season, right? I mean, it's the first season where you know we haven't had COVID in our lives in terms of uh, you know 2020, 2021, even just half the season, 619 day, et cetera. Uh, it's also been an interesting season because locally, sports-wise, we've we've got plenty of successful sports teams. I want to go back to October 17th. That was a night where people were talking about San Diego Wave breaking an attendance record. And I know, you know, maybe privately to myself, I thought, mm, man, you know, a little bit of bad luck having to go head-to-head -head against Wave, right? But what did it say about the supporters of Loyal that you all had a really good crowd that night? I mean, 5,000 people in Torero Stadium that night with a Bad Bunny concert going on downtown where I was and having what was going on across town. I mean, I thought that was such an interesting night and, and such a an important moment for for the club. What did that tell you just about what was going on and what you all have built here in season number three? It's a, I'm glad you brought that up. It, it, it's an incredible, it was an incredible night for us because we had been seeing that date on the calendar for a while. And what's it going to be like? How many people are going to attend our event when the Wave have their grand opening at Snapdragon? Well, Bad Bunny has one of two nights of concerts at Petco. You forgot one. Jack Harlow was also performing mm -hmm. in town as well. So there were plenty of things to do around town. Um, the fact that people showed up and showed up in the way that it did, it just solidified for me again that what we're doing is right and the people care and they want to be a part of it. Um, and that there's continued growth, that we aren't stagnant that we're bringing people and that people when presented with a choice are saying, I want to go to a San Diego loyal match. That is huge. Absolutely. I mean, again, coming up October 9th, this weekend is fan appreciation day at Torero stadium. You guys have already announced the sellout by the time people listen to this podcast. That's yet another one of those where I'm like, wow, that's like an amazing thing to think about on a Sunday. Who knows what else is happening? What other, you know, where else people's attention might be Padres are doing very well. Right. So, you know, the whole idea of all ships rising in a high tide, I think it's great to to look ahead to the final regular season match. You know, you guys have already sold that out with a couple of days to go. 
Absolutely. And then it's, you know, now can we build on that? Can we sell out the home playoff game that follows that? That is the goal. Um, I'm proud of the work that Stephanie and the, and the uh, ticket sales team has done. They've been pushing all season long. Um, and now they're seeing the labor of all that work. Continued, continued support. Um, what will we uh, be wearing on Saturday? <laughs> we will be wearing a brand new jersey. I teased one. I, well, I teased that we were wearing it in that CBS interview. Somebody followed up on Twitter with me and said, what does it look like? And I teased something else. So if people didn't see that tweet, I'll tell you this. This is the first jersey that we will wear that was designed outside of our four walls, meaning nobody on San Diego Loyal touched it and nobody at Charlie touched it. Uh, this was a design done by a completely different group. Uh, so it is going to look different than anything you've seen so far. How often will we see it? Just this once. So when Was is Brian Fareed be wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about checking boxes. So if it wasn't loyal, it wasn't Charlie. Is there a story there that you can share with us on the podcast? Or do we have to wait to, to October 9th? I don't think you have to wait to the 9th. I think you'll be hearing about it before then. Uh, but I don't want to steal Travis's thunder. Okay. Will Duran hmm. Fareed be wearing it? <laughs> No, he's a goalkeeper, but he'll be wearing a different jersey. (laughs) Will we see Duran this weekend? Listen, the coaching staff does not listen to me on who to play and when to play them. So there's no direction. What I'm about to say is only my own opinion. I have not talked to them or, or anything. This is how I see it. From a business perspective, if I put that hat on, I would love to see him on Saturday. I don't know if that's for the entire game. I don't know if that's coming off the bench in the second half for the last 45, but from a business perspective and from a culture perspective, we get to tell the story and show the people of San Diego, this is Duran, right? And that we're proving the pathway to pro. From a coach's perspective, if I put that hat on, I'm playing him in Monterey. I'm getting away from all the girls that want tickets, all the family that's going to be there any chance of him making a mistake or something like let that happen somewhere else. So I think that's, there's that. But then I also think like, shit, Koke taking a break now or the next game, what is more important? How does the coaching staff see that? Does he play at all? Who knows if it happens, that's great. If it doesn't, it's a coaching staff decision as well. Uh, But I would love to see him. I would love to see him. Can you you speak to that as well about that? You know, we talked to Landon and I've had the chance to chat with Landon here on the pod about it also, you know, on radio, just because I think it's such a a significant thing, right? We could talk about the significance of being the two seed and home playoff matches. Fantastic. Selling out when bad bunnies in town, but the significance of your signing your first pro contract, Andrew, with, with a local high schooler out of Del Norte, Um, you know, you're the chairman of the club, right? Like this is important to you. You're from here. You understand it. You've talked often about how this is a family thing for you, passed down from your dad. Uh, what did that mean to, to, to reach that moment in the club's history? Uh, yeah, take me out of the chairman role, and it still means just as much to me. The fact that kids now can say I can become everything that I want to be at home is massive, absolutely massive. Like I said, I was joking, right, about his, about a bunch of girls coming to watch him. Mm. But having the ability for your friends and family to come see you in a professional atmosphere, play against some of the best players in the world, uh, that is huge. The time of players leaving San Diego to go play for MLS academies is soon to be over. We will make sure that these kids stay in San Diego 
that we provide the world-class facilities and world-class coaching. Landon talked a little bit about how involved he was, you know, again, based on his personal experience, it makes a ton of sense, right? At some point he had a decision to make just like that and wanted to make sure Duran's parents really, really understood this. Do you play a role in something like that uh, as, as the chairman, do you play uh, a role in, in, you know, just making sure that, that, you know, everybody on the same page there. I have so much trust in Landon and his ability to analyze that situation practically for the reasons you said, right? He's been there, done that. He knows what's required of the individual to succeed at these professional levels. So there was no reason for me to interject. Um, I have told Duran, I've been a little busy these last two weeks, but I've told Duran, I, I do want to sit down with him and spend some time with him and just let him know what's expected of him now. He is no longer academy player. He's a professional. Um, I have a feeling he knows all of that and doesn't need to hear it from me. Um, but it's important that we do sit down and, and kind of chat about that. Cause let's not forget he just turned 16 and 16 year olds can do some silly things sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about a silly thing that 16 year old Andrew Basile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh God. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I want to keep my title. Sorry. We have two matches left. One of the big storylines for loyal is the fact that we really have no idea who they might play in that first is that? playoff game. There's like eight different teams. It could possibly be. How in the world do you prepare for something like that? <laughs> uh, I love me some John Wooden. Uh, John Wooden used to talk about how there's absolutely no reason to talk about the opponent to your own team. Take care of your own business. You can never, you never know what the opponent's going to put in front of you, right? There's tactical stuff. There's video you can watch and all that kind of stuff. But if you fixate on the opponent, you will lose sight of what's important to you. So I think what's important in these last two final matches is getting this team playoff ready, minimizing mistakes, ex uh, executing on the front side and scoring goals when they present opportunities to them. Once we know who the opponent is, again, I, this coaching staff will have no problem putting the game plan in front of the group of what's expected of them. Um, because of the first two seasons and the hybrid bubbles and the playing teams over and over again, we kind of know where some of these teams are. There have been coaching changes here and there that kind of shift some stuff, but we know who they are. Um, I thought you were going to ask a more interesting question, which was, which one do you want to face? Because they all have presented so many different challenges. Part of me says, give me Oakland. They have given us so many problems to us in the past. Like if you look at the overall record, they, they own us. And I would like to put that to bed. Um, you know, Galaxy present a more structured system they're going to force you to be very uh smart about how you play right where an rgv is going to come firing at you and be fast and try to counter you um so to think now we can prepare for whatever that's going to be would be silly just get ourselves ready and position ourselves to take on any opponent in any style honestly that was my follow-up question but I <laughs> I put a question mark next to it. I'm, I'm being serious. I put a question mark next to it. Cause I'm like, I don't know if he really would want to answer that question, but you, yeah. like, you dove in yourself. So that was a great answer. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, the very first time you joined the podcast. Um, I remember one thing you said, like year one, we were a contender for the postseason. year two, we're a playoff team year three. Here we are two matches to go. What, what's the next step for loyal in year three, after seeing what was 2020 and 2021, what, what is the next step for the club? Western conference this year. I want to win that Western conference final. And then where, whatever plays out after that plays out after that, um, you kind of touched on it a second ago, the West is wild. 
These teams are good. That team we played last week in Orange County is a good team. Those were two good goals they scored against us. Um, so you never know. You know, San Antonio has kind of shown everybody that they're at the top, um, but even they could stumble along the way. Nobody, nobody is safe as we move forward. I remember too, pre when we did this uh, with the first episode, the Always Loyal podcast, I remember, Andrew, we were talking a little bit about the offseason, spending a little bit of the budget. And I remember you were passionate. You're like, hey, like you had a conversation with Landon about the system. Like, you know, is this the right system to be playing at this level? And then you're like, okay, cool. Like, you, you know, you want money? Boom. Now go F and do it. Right. Uh, highest scoring club in, in the league. I just wonder uh, how enjoyable has this been for you through 32 matches this season? Uh, it's, it's been extremely enjoyable. Um, there, there were times early on where that question popped up again, right? Is it the right system? Is it? No, it's the right system. It's the right group of guys. And to find success in this year, it means even more with the amount of success that's been around us right? Padres make the playoffs, waves make the playoffs. It would hurt a lot more if San Diego loyal weren't in the playoffs right now, right? It's a wonderful thing that everybody is along with us, but I'm just glad we're with the rest of the group as well. Um, it's been fun to watch. This coaching staff knows what they're doing. Um, it, it will be exciting as we head towards the playoffs, especially with the additions that we've made to the defense. Um, what will we, what we see out of the back three now with Elijah in the wing back role with Jackson and Ebenezer coming in. Um, I'm excited for that group, not only this year, but for the future. Like if you look beyond it, Stoneman's still here. Adams is still here. Ebby will still be here. Uh, Jackson will still be here. That is a solid group that will be able to work together. I also remember one of the things we talked about, uh, and you had said this publicly, I think it was Jordan's question to you, but he asked you a little bit about how real it was for Landon with Real Salt Lake in 2021. His name popped up in San Jose. Uh, I, <laughs> we haven't had a chance to chat about that yet. I, I don't know what, if anything, you thought or, or what you'd be willing to share with us, but when his name again gets linked with one of the MLS gigs, um, I, I'm sure it's an incredible compliment to him, to the club, to how it's performing. But uh, how did you manage that situation, Andrew? Yeah, it is. It is a sea of emotions. It is anxiety laden. It is complimentary. You know, it, it like we want to look at it. I try to look at it the same way as a player, right? We want players to go through the system and excel. And if there are higher levels to attain, we want them to go attain that. We hope that we are the highest level one day and that this is what, you know, great this looks like and everybody wants to be here. But we understand we are in a system where there are ways to go up. So in the coach, it works the same way. As Landon finds success, he will get those conversations. It is my job to keep him engaged, excited, and wanting to maintain this project that we're working on in San Diego. Um, I have really leaned into Academy with him, right? You talked about it with the conversations with Duran and his family, and he has really taken to that. He has seen his opportunity to help these kids find careers and be the best that they can be. And so really bringing him in closer anytime one of these MLS teams come calling is really important to me. Now, at the end of the day, Lamb is a big boy and he has no problem making decisions for himself and his family. But so far he has said San Diego loyal is where I want to be. And he's continued that commitment to the club. And, I, and I Darren, the... it was real. It was real. San Jose was very real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, second consecutive year. I know, I mean, <laughs> especially when you sort of see the reporting it's like, he's 
you know, they, they label him a finalist for that gig. You're like, Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, you know, we understand it and in a way it's obviously because you all have played so well. And, and to his credit, he's always transparent. I never worry about whether Landon is you know, saying one thing to me and then another thing to somebody else. If he feels it's real, he comes and talks to me. We talk about it and whatever the outcome, we just be honest with one another. Yeah, I think you've been very consistent in the fact saying like Landon always wants to grow. Like he always wants to continue to succeed and be, get better and better. And so what are the components of that for allowing Landon to grow? Is that budget, it sounds like, was one of the main things. Academy you speak about. Like what, what are those things that allow, allow the club to continue to grow in the way that Landon wants to continue to grow? Yeah, it's, it's definitely those two things. Um, you know, I'll give you another tease here. Training facility as we look to kind of maximize that and potentials in that space, bringing him in and kind of, you know, what worked, what did you see in Europe? What's important to you? Um, like I said, just bringing him closer into conversation, stuff like that. And then I would say on the soccer op stuff, let's not forget his title is EV of soccer or uh, yeah. yeah. What is it? I can't even remember EV of uh, soccer operations or whatever it is. So he's got a lot on his plate as far as re-signing players uh, looking towards the future. So he will come to me at times that he has an incredible job of compartmentalizing things and he'll be so focused on the, on the, the game plan for the week. And then he shifts and he goes, okay, Andrew, now we got to talk about next year and we got, we got to talk about budget. Um, and so just keeping him moving and engaged in those areas um, I think is important to him. And then just showing him growth in all aspects of the club. Um, we will make an announcement this week on a new partnership that I'm very excited about. Uh, again, I don't want to stay up, st steal thunder from, from Travis, um, but that partnership is to maximize the efficiency of soccer operations. That is a move to show Landon Donovan, the rest of the coaching staff, that this is a serious endeavor, that if we want to be taken uh, seriously as a professional soccer club, that we need to invest in professional technology. And this unveiling will be an example of that. And you mentioned training facility. You guys, since pretty much day one, have been at the Chula Vista Olympic training center is is there a plan to have you outgrown it or is there an opportunity there what can you share with us yeah uh, uh, too much is probably already what i'm sharing <laughs> the relationship with chula vista has been great um we are happy to be there and we will continue to be there but i see potential in our own training facility that will allow us to expand on the things that we have from providing the best of the best for our first team but providing more for our academy and other things that we would like to do with the club. One of those things I would imagine stadium, like what's the most common question you get um, when people ask you about the stadium? Uh, where, it, what are you doing next year? That's, that's the question that I hear the most. I think uh, we had a season ticket member call that Ricardo handles very gracefully. And I think that's the number one question that he was getting there as well. Um, everything is still in front of us. USD is still in front of us. Snapdragon still in front of us. Our own facility is still in front of us. Um, I'm not in place to comment on any of those things right now. Um, but stadium facilities and training facilities are the bigger picture items that myself and Ricardo are working on as the rest of the team is working day-to-day -day operational stuff. What an exciting final couple of weeks here before we head into the playoffs. Like this is, like, are you like nervous, like a fan too? Like, I know it's your, like, it's your club and like you have a, you have coaching on your resume. So I'm sure you have a bunch of different ways to look at this, but like you get nervous like we do, right? 
it is more anxiety inducing than any other sports team I've ever been involved with. I turn to my wife at least once every other game and go, whose stupid idea was this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I thought I poured my heart and soul into the chargers, into these other teams that I love, man. I got skin in the game. I got my heart in the game. There is no way I could be more invested (laughs) in what we're doing. I wear every loss. Like I'm part of the squad. Like it, 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 I, I try to wash it off within 24 hours. Um, but I cared, and and I have learned to realize it's more about the community is what I care about. I just want them to be proud of what we're doing. And so anytime we slip up or there's a mistake, I'm like, man, I I, I feel like I've let them down. Um, and so that's where that's where I, I end up, you know, festering in. Um, I just want the community to be proud of what we're doing. And, and of the product we put on the field, um, I'm sure we're running out of time, but I want to, I want our fans to hear this, that five, nothing drub into LA galaxy that hurt. Sorry. I almost used an expletive that, <laughs> that hurt, but what didn't hurt. And what made me so proud was that everybody stayed for the first time at a San Diego sporting event in my life. I watched San Diego fans stay till the bitter end of a loss, And we don't do that a lot. We take off when it's three, nothing and it's not going our way. And there's other things to do in San Diego. I watched that stadium stay and support that team to the bitter end. And that is something I'll never forget. And so thank you to those people that hurt. There were a lot of people in the building. In fact, that was the highest uh, uh, tickets out we have had for a match all year (laughs) until we get the sellout coming up. Um, so just thank you to the city on that one for staying and being proud of the product. We were trying. And I think that's why people stayed. They saw those guys going after it. There wasn't sitting back and just take it for what it is. We tried scoring. It hurt us. They scored some more, but this, but people care and they stayed for it. It was phenomenal. And I just have one final one as well. October 23rd is the date of the very first ever home playoff match in club history. It'll be at 7 PM. Andrew, when you when you close your eyes, when you think about what that looks like, what is it? It's Tory Green. It's what a home playoff game in San Diego looks like. A sellout of San Diegans cheering on their team that they've built, that they've helped build, that they've helped put in this position. Um, that's what I'm hoping for the most. Can't wait. I just got chills on the podcast for the first time <laughs> ever. That was right. Coke Vegas told us the exact same thing about that five, nothing game. And like how big of an impression the fans left on him. Mm -hmm. How about that save? Holy smokes. We've been in that position so many times that visually that ball went in when I saw it happen. I was like, Oh, that's in. Right. And then Koke's holding it. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) you're like, I've seen this movie before. It it goes in the net. Oh, wait. And and let's not for uh, nobody has really pointed out. That was Kubo Torres. That was a Mexican international superstar that had his head on that ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he was really the next good. chicharito way back when yeah he was well andrew Vasiliadis, always our pleasure thank you so much congrats on on everything uh it's a great way here with a couple of matches to go for us to uh to connect and and talk about all the exciting things that are still to come i know it feels like it's the end of something with the regular season but it's the beginning of so many other things with duran with the home playoff game sellout crowd coming up october 9th so it's going to be a blast man can't wait ah thank you guys for having me it's always a pleasure Darren, let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright app. It's the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and on Google Play. 
All right. Well, Jordan, guess what? We got four teams in the Western Conference now that have qualified for the postseason. San Antonio Football Club is the top seed. San Diego Loyal is the second seed. 73 points for San Antonio, 59 for Loyal with two matches to go per club. Colorado Springs switchbacks. They've secured a postseason spot, 52 points through 32 matches. Sac Republic is going to the postseason again. That seems to be what they expect every single season. 49 points through 32 matches. Number five, New Mexico United. We'll see them this weekend. Oakland Roots, sixth in the Western Conference. El Paso Locomotive, seventh. Just a point ahead of RGV. Two points ahead of Vegas, Monterey Bay, LA Galaxy, Phoenix Rising, and Orange County officially eliminated in last place in the Western Conference. As you said, Midweek matches, a whole bunch of impactful matches upcoming this weekend, not just for seeding in the East, but also for playoff positions and playoff spots in the Western Conference. Is there anybody, Jordan, that you are rooting for? Andrew Vasiliadis very, very bravely said Oakland Roots. Is there anybody you'd like to see in the opening round playoff game? I thought the Oakland Roots answer was um, a really good one and really not the answer I expected from him at all, just based on the fact from what he said, San Diego has struggled against Oakland Roots. So it would be very easy to think like, maybe that's a team we want to avoid, mm. but Andrew has a very different approach than I do. He says, let's take control of the situation. Let's just put that stuff to bed and put it behind us and win when it matters most. So I kind of like that. Um, I feel like RGV has been another one of those pebble in the shoe kind of clubs as well. Loyal, I think got him last time at Torero stadium, but Oh, for two at RGV. I, 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 that one's a, just a tactical. That's an interesting chess match between those two. And, and Landon has said publicly that that team gives them that's a challenge. You know, that's not one of these cookie cutter type clubs. So I, I don't know if you're going that route, RGV would be another candidate if you're looking to really get a good challenge in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vegas, I don't know. That's tough. Nah. Cause some of these teams are like, Ooh, like if for whatever reason, something happens and you, you get bounced by Vegas or something like, Ugh. I don't know. Some of the MLS clubs from Vegas and Los Dos, you know, sometimes it's just, it's like so tricky and they just play around with their rosters. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Andrew Vasiliadis? We talked about a lot there. Yeah. We I love it. I love his passion. Ground. I do love, I, love I mean, just how much he cares. I love how passionate he is about this, how much he, he takes his responsibility seriously about being the chairman of this club, knowing the culture in San Diego, the soccer culture, the local sports scene. Uh, yeah. Tons of takeaways there. I think the thing I just continue to be impressed, not just because he joined us and I guess technically he's, you know, he's our boss, but I I'm just so impressed by him uh, uh, how passionate he is and, uh, how much he cares, you know, I think whether we're talking about loyal select, like you could really, we're watching cause we're doing this on zoom and you can see his passion coming through when he's talking about a home playoff match, when he's talking about Landon, when he's talking about the investments, when he's talking about the future, you know, it'd be real easy to be like, yeah, man, I'm doing a great job here. But he's like, man, but we've got so much more coming up. And I think that's great. Yeah. Like in similar uh, to Landon, who always wants to continue to grow and get better and find ways to continue to expand themselves and try something new. I think Andrew falls in that category as well. Um, it sounded, he just sounds like he's one of us, you know, like he's worried about the same things that we're worried about. And he cares about the same things we care about as we roll in with two, two matches to go, which there's a layer of comfort there, I guess. I like that.
I do too. And, you know, and I'm, I'm really glad that the community has responded, which is, you know, I was so glad to hear what he said about October 17th, that night, that busy night and a home sell, a home play, uh, a home sellout coming up on October 9th this weekend. And I have no reason really to think October 23rd isn't going to be a sellout as well. I mean, let's jam that joint. It's a ton of fun. The energy's off the charts. You know, if you are listening to this podcast, chances are you probably know that, but uh, I just love seeing the dedication to the club, to the city, get rewarded the way it has. Yeah. And then it's the moment you start picturing what that's going to look like a mm. Sunday night underneath the lights at Torero Stadium mm. with Loyal playing their first ever home playoff match in Tory Green, as we learned. Whew. Mm. I remember, Jordan, when we opened up last year, you know, for the first time with fans, I remember the three of us, you, me, the virtual stat man, Sean Kelly. We're like, do we have fans? You know, that first season was all just a, a you know, ghost games. I remember when they started opening it up, the three of us were doing match day live. We're like, do we know what to expect here tonight? Like, do people still, are they in this? Are they not? Like we, yeah, we I really mean, didn't first, know. The first game sold out, but like you kind of hope that would happen. And right. so who knows what that would, and then all of a sudden everything shut down. It was very easy to be like, eh, what is going to happen? What does it look like after you're, you're told to not come for so long? Um, what does that look like? And I, I think you're right. I, I think, uh, I think he really appreciated the fact that you brought it up, but just how big of a night that was in San Diego and for loyal to be a part of that big night, as opposed to being excluded from that big night, um, I think is a, a really big deal. Yeah. Same yeah. With the playoffs, you. like having so many San Diego teams, like all going to the playoffs together. Like, I think that's a really big deal. Yeah. I like it. I'm with you, man. It's a good time. We got a lot going on. You know, there's lots of options there and I don't think it's lost or unappreciated even for a single second that people are choosing loyal. So, you know, yeah. not to, not to say like, it's either got to be this or that, you know, this is a big city now, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a blast. You know, this has been so much fun, hard to believe only two to go and one regular season home matchup coming this weekend, which should be a blast at 3 PM at Torero stadium. Yeah. All right, Darren, we'll, uh, we'll be out there this weekend. We'll, we'll see those jerseys that were referenced from Andrew Vasiliata, see what they mm. look like, and uh, we'll go from there. Love One it. One more after that, then it's postseason time, baby. So exciting. Yeah, I know. Anything you want to see between now and the end of the regular season? Obviously, you want to see Duran Furry. Duran Furry. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Duran Furry. That's super cool. I love yeah. that story. Mm -hmm. First of many. First of many, which is what makes it really cool. Yeah. I Even know. if it is just for like a second half or I don't know how the staff's going to do it. But Landon brought that up before anyone else on the podcast when he joined us for a second time. He's like, yeah, like I want to find an opportunity. If the opportunity presents itself, like he's going to be out there. So I, I, I wonder if they consider this that opportunity. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Should be kind of exciting. Looking forward to it. See you there. All right, Darren, see you. Baja Bound driving to Mexico. Visit BajaBound.com for the easiest way to get Mexican auto insurance for your trip. Their easy-to-use website allows you to buy your Mexico insurance in minutes from your computer or any mobile device, BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994.